Mark Snedeker. Hello, Christina LaRusso. We are going back in the day. Flintstones? No, we're, oh. no, in one of our, for our podcast episode today. Was it before electricity? It was kind of. It was before a good sound system. Oh. Um, episode five, Essential Oils. The subtitle to that one is called Spend Your six ninety nine on a Latte Instead of Tea Tree Oil. I 100% agree with that still. <laughs> Um, so what we are doing is we're going to take a, an extra week to finish up research on the big picture of life coaching. I what am I supposed to be doing on that again? Nothing. Oh, good. Just, bringing Just my normal opinion. shit. Yeah, bringing your opinion. So I'm going to take this week to, to research and we're going to re-promote the essential oils episode because this was the, I guess, maybe the third piece of our initial war on science arc. Love and that art. It was it. Well, here we are again. I know. And the reason that I'm doing essential oils uh, be, is because I think that that's closer to what we're going to get at in this current war on science arc. So we've talked about literal war on science, yes. science edition, right. and now we're going to talk about eventually a softer science. So that's the way. That's the direction I was going in choosing this episode. I have no objections. Okay, very good. Can, what do you remember about this episode? Um. Do we make fun of Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was in. Uh, I think we did one. that on a. Oh, that's when we did Nevins. That was when yeah. Nevins was reporting. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I, my recollection is is that I was a little bit on board with things like aromatherapy, mm-hmm. although I think it's a little overstated. But there's, I, I don't think there's any doubt that aromas can trigger certain certain neurological responses, mm-hmm. right? But generally. It's just expensive shit you rub on you, right? <laughs> like you're better off putting sunscreen on. Well, the, for sure. Yeah, than any of the crap that they're selling you. Yeah, well, it's... And it was real expensive. It was expensive, but then it got into, if you remember, it got into the MLM aspect of it. Oh, yeah. So there's the maybe okay science. Of, I mean, they, and, yeah. and the documentary that we're talking about here is Unwell, and they were very fair to these subjects, and we yeah. talk about that a little bit as we break it down in this episode. So... I guess without further ado, unless you have some ado. Uh, you know what? That's what I would call my essential oil is uh, further ado. Further ado. Excellent. But spell it A-D-E-W. Oh, wow. I know. See, I'm a marketing genius. Oh, you are. All right, everyone. Enjoy this episode, and we will see you next week with a brand new episode about life coaches. But these people, I'm definitely going to meet. Oh, fucking Dr. Z. I'm going to come. I'm coming for him. Wait, not I'm going to come. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Dr. Z, from a <laughs> no, distance. Oh my God, definitely not. I'm going to come for him. That's what I. Um, no. That oh, doesn't that really improve things. I'm going to come for him. He's. I'm, I'm coming for you, Dr. I Z. Really but not need, sexually. I need to really edit that out, but I feel like that's no, going to no. be. Oh, that's going to be an outtake. <laughs> I don't mean it the way it sounded, but you know, sometimes you misspeak. Just so, so you know, Dr. Z, that. she is super not into you. Okay, definitely um, not. Welcome to Extemporaneous, a podcast where I come up with an idea, I do some research, grab a bottle of wine or an appropriate cocktail, and I present everything to Mark, and then he pontificates. This week, we continue our War on Science series with an episode about essential oils. We are going to drag some people seriously, you guys, so it's going to be a lot of fun. 
lot of jokes. There might be like a sad digression or two, or also a funny digression. Um, We are really grateful for you coming back to listen to us again this week. And stay tuned until the end to get our social media details. podcast off by attempting an essential oil it is this what is this one called this is tea tree oil oh i'm sure this is gonna be great (laughs) all right well here we go can you can you get this okay put put a little in your hand oh no you don't drink it you fool (laughs) okay put a little on the palm of your hand internal use no put a little on the palm of your hand yeah. Oh, what God. What do I do? Do I pet my dog with it? So potent. Do I pet my dog with it or something? Okay, that's very... Oh! Jesus mm. Christ. It's like varnish. Yeah. Okay, so uh, on today's uh, uh, do-it-yourself-at-home project, <laughs> oh, we're going to be... Uh, we're going to strip and varnish the table, okay? <laughs> that's very... Who would put this on themselves? I don't know, but it's meant to refresh, rejuvenate, and... Well, I mean, it could wake the dead, if that's what you mean. <laughs> Purify. Jesus Christ. Or cleanse. Yeah, it could raise Jesus Christ. Maybe that's how they did oh, it. Oh, God. They're like, okay, Jeez. Jesus has been dead for like three days now. Uh, I've got tea tree oil. Oh, shit, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll Just get, go that'll sprinkle some up. on the corpse. Holy shit. All right. Yikes. Is that well, irreligious? Hmm? Is that blasphemous? It, well, kind bit. of, but I, I I have full editorial okay. control. And uh, I need to ask my editor something really quick. Yes. Can I just throw this shit away? No. Oh. Because I feel like that's a waste of six ninety nine. I already feel it, really, really sad. That you spent six ninety nine. I spent six ninety nine. Uh, just submit your expense report and mm-hmm. you will not be yeah. reimbursed. <laughs> I have to, I have to you can be reimbursed from our vast uh, <laughs> income stream. Wow. Okay. What I need from you is a hot take. Of what do you think essential oils, what is that, what is the whole, what's the whole vibe on essential oils? So, this is going to come as, I think, a fairly big shock to our listeners, Mm -hmm. since they've heard my takes on anti-vax and flat earth Mm -hmm. and the like. I think that essential oils are total bullshit. They're Completely? Completely. Well, no, listen. Do they smell, make a room smell good? Some of them, not tea tree oil, but, you know, some might, (laughs) right? And could they possibly clear your sinuses, like essence of eucalyptus or whatever? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Are they doing brain surgery? No, they're not. So your hot take... My hot take is that it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Well, do you want me to do it again? Short and sweet. No, no, but, okay, so let me ask you this. Um... You, you claim not to ever have any kind of aromatherapy, anything. Not, well, so I have gotten rubbed before, professionally. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that not the right way to say that? How about massaged? Well, yeah, that's what I mean by rub. Oh. I mean, they were rubbing, believe me. So what I have gotten... What massage was this? Huh? <laughs> I'm about to tell you. <laughs> was it All one right. of those? I mean, we are in Florida. Well, and they... They did have that. They did have that big scandal yes. where everybody, including the owner of the Patriots, was getting the special treatment. But no, this was just a normal spa massage, right? And you know, you get the you get the uh, you know instrumental Enya in the background or mm-hmm. whatever's going on, space music, whatever they're playing, and 
they shoot up some cloud of noxious fumes, whatever that's made out of. I assume it's like eucalyptus and mint and tree bark or something. I don't know what it is, but they definitely, I mean, I've experienced that. It smelled fine, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that it was curative or, you know, uh, therapeutic in any way. It Mm -hmm. smelled good. It enhanced my experience, but so would a piece of pizza. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, pizza, fine, but, um, Let's talk about what we're going to be doing with this episode. We are this week going to be looking, actually this week and next week, um, we're going to be using the Netflix documentary series Unwell as a key primary source. Not really a primary source, but a secondary source that we are going to tap into. And um, this is a bonkers documentary. If you guys haven't watched it, you seriously need to sit down and watch this. This is about the wellness industry in general and then they kind of hone in on several different aspects of it one is breast milk and one is bee therapy bee sting therapy and one is ayahuasca this episode we are going to be focusing on the first episode of that series which is essential oils Um, the essential oils industry which is actually the aromatherapy industry um, is is massive. So as a part of the trillion-dollar wellness industry, essential oils and aromatherapy falls into like about a billion-dollar industry just within that trillion-dollar industry. So essential oils is making bank. All of the information about the director and when it came out and where it can be found is in the link in our um, description page. The bees, they're my doctors, because they're giving me the medicine. Wellness, a global industry worth trillions of dollars. I believe that fasting is as powerful as many drugs. Does it bring health and healing? Ayahuasca is here to save humanity. Or are we falling victim to false promises? Are we really getting well? There are so many crazy natural treatments out there. It's incredible the things that breast milk can do. It's the want to chase the holy grail. Essential oils used to be pretty fringe. It's like a cult. They prey on housewives and mothers. People are wanting to take control of the health. They're doing their own research. Fasting is one of the most popular diets right now. There's too much at risk. I know this much too personally. I feel like my story needs to be told. There is a saying, what you see is a mirage. What's underneath the mirage is what you're searching for. I was brainwashed. I drank the Kool-Aid. Tantra is a magical thing. Tantra is life. Nobody knows what Tantra is. These people are desperate, and they're looking for answers. You know, bee venom therapy is among the most risky. The word has gotten out that there is something out there that's working. It's something that we do not understand completely. We are swimming in the unknown waters. Don't know what's out there. Might be sharks. There's a history of essential oils, or actually, there's a there's a theory of the um, how to use essential oils. Because, as a matter of fact, one of the things that we learn in this documentary is that essential oils are being used in hospitals. Aromatic oils have been around for over five thousand years. 
This isn't new, it's just new to be using it in a clinical setting. We have essential oils offered in a variety of ways, uh, primarily through inhalation, putting a couple drops on a cotton ball. We also can use it for massage in lotions. And then we also have Oshibori, which is really a hot washcloth. And so it's made to make you feel better without any needles involved. Okay, so there is a long and vast history of essential oils dating all the way back to, you know, biblical times and prior to biblical times, honestly. Um, so it's, you know, the trope of frankincense, frankincense, myrrh in the Bible. Yeah. I'm sure that they'll love that being reduced to being called a trope. <laughs> Hey, you know your whole religion, the whole the birth story, which is very sacred to you. That's an awesome trope, bro. Well, no, just an element of that story is a trope. the The essential oil or the essential actually, material. I think the whole thing's probably a trope. <laughs> so, just saying. Okay, so so there's that, and then I mean, going through time, you have people using oils throughout history. Um, more in tinctures and things like that, um, and herbal remedies and, and that kind of thing through the Middle Ages. And well, it cure my rheumatiz. You know, it might. Yeah. Could it could at least help it? I mean, these people were doing what they could do to help themselves. Um, and then you get into uh, say modern times, and you go into like say World War One, where they were using certain kinds of of oils as antiseptics before they had actual antiseptics. So there's a long and kind of varied history of, of, of using essential oils in one way or another. And then in the mid-90s, um, you get sort of the rise of the modern-day essential oil movement, really with Young Living. In the early 1990s, Gary Young became fascinated with the medicinal properties of essential oils and started Young Living Essential Oils in 1993. We know without question that we produce the finest quality oil in the world. That's why Young Living is the world leader of essential oils and always will be. And that coincides with the rise of gangster rap. Coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> oh my God, you're seeing a correlation yeah. between gangster rap and essential oils? I think maybe I do. Seriously? Yeah, that's <laughs> oh right. Are you down with the LBC with some tea tree oil? <laughs> oh yeah, God, that's what's up. <laughs> what? You're an idiot. Look, I'm just asking questions here. Like Snoop's okay? out there rap. I mean, he isn't rapping about. What's that? He's rapping about natural Maybe. herbal things. Yeah, but... <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure that he's like, and by the way. Yeah. Uh, I would think gin and juice are both essential oils. <laughs> it just depends. I... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. I just picture Gin and juice is not ridiculous. But you know what? Now... You know what? Now you've forgotten about Dre. Now we no. have a problem. No, I have no problem. With, I have Don't never forget forgotten about, about Trey. Trey is right. Trey is awesome, and right. Tupac is actually who I like the best. So oh. there you are. Um, my white ass Your is white like, like, oh yeah, Pops I'm down forever. with Tupac. That's right. Thug life, okay? <laughs> yeah, you guys. You guys want to go to Costco? Oh my god, <laughs> you guys! I need to get a pumpkin spice latte and you know, like, listen to hit him up. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you now doing the jokes? Because I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> that was good. You're on. You, how you basic just felt it, am right? I? You just I, felt it, right? Just, it's the truth, actually. Because yeah, exactly. I, I super would be going like through the yeah Starbucks yeah, drive-through exactly. and like you know yeah, you know exactly. I like you know I like mm -hmm. hit them up. 
Um, so we have, you know, sort of the modern day applications range from actual real life applications in hospitals. Ugh, duh. No, I, I mean, have more to say about mm, that. It makes sense. Like, right, if that's helping people, <coughs> placebo. <laughs> And it may be, and she admits it. Yeah. She says, oh, this may be, this may be placebo. Some of it's placebo effect. It totally could be. But so is medication. Um, and we've done a lot of trials on that. Which but... I'm fine with, right? I'm fine with placebo effect as long as you don't start using it to the exclusion of actual medicine. No. Right? And I don't think, I don't think in a hospital setting... That anyone does Oh, no, does they love that. giving you medicine. <laughs> they, no, like, because they can charge you a How much can we charge for essential oils? I, mean, I don't know, like $80, it, well, but how much can we charge for a Tylenol? Oh, like 150 So, yeah, more Tylenol, less essential oils. Well, and here's the thing that I know from a personal experience that particularly, well, I, I can't say particularly, but when I was involved with someone who was going through very, very intensive cancer treatments, um, one of the things that they would do is they would bring along the the hot towels <clears throat> that she references that were scented and they were very calming and I think that they had sure, peppermint they're pleasant, on them. Right? They're very mm -hmm. pleasant. It helped soothe um, symptoms of nausea and right. just I mean it, it you know whatever works in that Which situation. I'm all in, I'm, 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 and you know I know I'm beef I'm flip. A little bit. Uh, sarcastic, possibly, slightly. Was that ever your nickname, by the way? No, flip? No, no. Should have been. No. When I was growing up, there was only one Flip, and he showed up on game shows a lot. So. <laughs> flip Wilson. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, He was. you know, he was, he was never the center square, but he would sometimes be a square. Oh, no, because Paul Lynn That's right. was always, <laughs> yeah. always he was, the center square. By the way, I, this is kind of a digression. It'll never make it in, but... I saw a uh, listing of like just like snappy comebacks from the old school Hollywood squares. First mm -hmm. of all, they were saucy. Oh yeah, they were like spicy, you know, whatever. And it was like Paul Lynn. But it was very clever. Yeah, it wasn't oh. as obvious. No, as... it was not like you know, yeah, my yeah, these nuts. You know, it wasn't like that. There is a new bra on the market that squeaks in various musical tones. <laughs> the hills are alive. <laughs> Studies at the University of Wisconsin show that you'll probably live longer if you love only one man or woman at a time. But it is all right to alternate. <laughs> one of the things that I see as a driver in what's going on with essential oils is a dissatisfaction with modern medicine. Um, or a feeling like modern medicine can only take you so far and then there's a gap and th can we find something to fill that gap? And now I'm thinking about Michelle, that mother of the, the severely autistic, and I don't even know, and I say severely autistic because watching that she's girl, she's definitely severely autistic. I was like, holy cow, she seems no, really, that's like way on the spectrum, uh, you know, and she's not, you know, they wouldn't call her high functioning by any stretch. No, of the because the mom says that she can't even go to the bathroom by herself. Paper says my daughter won a trophy in gymnastics. I'm like, my daughter uses the toilet and she's 15. You know, <laughs> it's just a completely different way of looking at things. So. Like, some moms will say, oh, my daughter did well in gymnastics. She right. did this thing. Mine, and then mine used the toilet. Right. And she's which, 15. Which, you know, I get. Right. And I don't know. I'm sure we've said this before already. But 
that lady is unquestionably a saint. 100%. Okay? She has the perfect parent with a disabled child attitude, which is, you know, first of all, she is not lazy. She works so hard for her kid, and she celebrates those small victories rather than just going, oh, big whoop, you peed in the toilet, right? She celebrates the small victories, and when she's faced with adversity, she treats it with calm and humor, and she is exactly, if I was a special needs kid, that would be who I'd want for my mom. Because she was perfect. 100%. One, perfect. One million percent. And understandably, she's looking for answers. Of right? course. Because there's only so much modern medicine can do to say, okay, here's, you know, here's your daughter's condition. Here's how we would treat your daughter. But they are going to treat macro stuff, right? Not little things like getting her to relax at the end of the day. Or if they do, they, you know, kill a gnat with a sledgehammer, right? They're like, oh, here's some Thorazine, right? You know, yeah, let's put her, let's knock her out. Yeah, let's knock give her, her some Ambien or something. Yeah. What, what, what she indicates is that they, she, they have all, as a family, gone through all kinds of different therapies and different... Now, one thing about... Being a special needs um, parent, especially with autism, is you're constantly looking for something that will help. We've done OT, PT, speech therapy. We have done horse therapy. Um, what else? Behavioral therapies, ABA it's called. We have done so many different therapies. I had never even considered Yay. using essential oils as a, a therapy for autism until I met Laura in a parent support group for families like mine. The big issue now that they're trying to deal with is that Sarah doesn't sleep very well. Right. And so she is searching for a way to figure out how to help her daughter have a restful night and, I assume, have the rest of the family have a restful night. Of course. Because it's her, uh, Michelle, her husband, then their daughter, Jazzy, who seems to be... Um, Jazzy seems cool, too, by the way. Super cool. And can you imagine how that is for Jazzy to be... You know, she's she's a part of that family, and, like, 100% of the attention has to be on Sarah at all times because Sarah needs the attention. So, you know, so there's Jazzy sure. kind of... so I had a... Not... I wouldn't even come... I wouldn't say I have anything coming close to that exact experience, but... In my family, we had a special needs child. She was much younger than me, so I didn't get that full. I mean, I, it's probably harder even if you're younger than mm -hmm. the special needs kid because then you're in your, when you're, you know, seven, eight, whatever, you need all the attention, right? Right. And Jazzy seems to be pretty cool with Sarah getting the bulk of the attention, although I suspect most of that is because mom is burning the candle at all eight ends right. and making sure Jazzy's getting lots of attention too. Yeah. But it's difficult, right? Because your parents, of a necessity, have to spend a lot of time on the special... That I mean, special needs doesn't mean reduced needs, right? Right. They're always going to need more time and effort. And, um, you know, it's easy for kids to get resentful or whatever, but Jazzy seems cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, maybe yeah. you know, maybe she has her moments, but Jazzy seems cool. But anyway, so so Michelle is searching for answers or options or a, like a supplemental thing that they as a family can employ to make things a little bit easier. And right. you know, it, it, she she says, "Well, I found Laura, who is also a special needs mom, in my." 
friend group, my mom group, and that may be in person, it may be on Facebook. I right. assumed just listening to it, I kind of in my mind went, "Oh, that that seems like a Facebook that group." It does hundred percent. Um, Facebook and Which, I thought, by the way, I make fun of those groups all the time because I think they are a hotbed of crap information. Oh, but anti-vax mom, that's moms right. against needles. That's right. But I will say, in this case, it seems like that now, and I think they got a little lucky, right? Because Sarah is very odor sensitive, mm-hmm. right? That's one of her ticks, right? Is to smell like lotions or shampoos or whatever, and that helps calm her down. So she was a natural fit for this aromatherapy approach that what's her name uh, suggests to Sarah's mom. Tied into all of this, because I agree with you that. Sarah's mom is lucky in the sense that Sarah likes the good smells. And um, she met someone who seems responsible. Laura seems like a responsible. um, She's gone through the training and it's hundreds of hours of aromatherapy training. I rolled my eyes. Sorry. I know you rolled your eyes, but I really feel like, you know, these people are doing, there is a point of where this is working to... I don't know, mitigate certain symptoms. And so, class, today we're going to cover aromatherapy. This is day one of our extensive training. Uh, okay, so step one, what you want to do is you want to uh, give your clients good-smelling things and stay away from bad-smelling things. Okay, that wraps it up for the day. Uh, see you guys next week. No, see, I think that's not true. I think that probably some of those classes go along the lines of, here's this is this is an this is an aroma that might help with these things you know so i don't know because i've never taken those classes but they have hundreds of hours of classes so i decided to get certified in clinical aromatherapy the program that i did was over a year's coursework of study and 250 clinical contact hours for nursing was fairly in-depth Okay, so if someone, if you walk into someone's house and they have cinnamon and vanilla. Yeah, that's so cozy. Then you're like, don't oh my you God, Christmas, feel like right? You wanna, don't you, no, but Christmas maybe, or don't you want to immediately like cozy up? And yeah, just but be that's like not because, comfy? that's not because there's something quirky chemically about cinnamon and vanilla. They smell good and they evoke memories of you know, wassailing and Yule logs and crap like that, right? Yeah, but those are relaxing memories. So I yeah, would argue. That's right. But I'm saying that's what I, that's my point exactly is that smells evoke feelings and memories, but not because they're doing some complex neurochemistry, but because they're triggering memories. Now they smell good or they don't smell good, and that's definitely chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I just don't think you're like, well, you know, the smell of pine mixed with uh, burning rubber will uh, cure meningitis. <laughs> no. I mean, no. Unless it does, people... in which case I want all the credit. No, but but I have to tell you that um, it's proven that essential oils and aromas have an impact on the limbic system, which help to, I don't know, control or influence emotions and things like that. And so, and we'll get to it late, a little bit later, we're going to get into some of the science behind this. So put a pin in that, but let's just say that there is some value in aromatherapy. It can't 
cure cancer. No. It can't cure diabetes. No. It can't cure diabetes. How do you say it? Diabetes or diabetes? Yeah. Say it like Wilford Brimley would. How Diabe- does he? Diabetes. <laughs> so, <laughs> it can't cure meningitis. Right. There are no tests that suggest that. There are tests on cells and there are tests on rats. Essential oils are not regulated as medicines. The trouble comes about when people are making claims which they don't have substantiated evidence for. People say there's lots of studies. I used to think that was impressive too, but just because bacteria, rats, cells respond to the essential oils, it doesn't actually correlate necessarily with the human experience. By the way, there are a measurable number of essential oil promoters who would absolutely wink, wink, nudge, nudge, tell you that this can cure cancer. Um, we're going to get there. And I will beat them. That bitch, Dr. Z. Yeah, I hate that bitch. We're coming for you, Dr. Z. Carol Baskin of essential oils. Well, his wife, Sabrina Z. Yeah. But anyway, um, Mama Z. Excuse me. Whatever. Die. Um, one of the things I thought of while I was watching this was um, in terms of, of the general dissatisfaction in the West with Western medical practices is um, do people just not trust science? Because we are doing this series on, a, on the war on science. And it, is there a... I don't know if it's a majority, but there's certainly a, a very vocal minority of yeah, people who are talking about just not trusting science. There's definitely not a majority, okay? We expect science to be able to do more than it can really do. We expect perfection from science, and when there is when it falls short, then instead of saying, well, that's just our limitations, you know, that's how much we know right now, we tend to question all of science. It's like, well, science got this wrong. Therefore, you can't trust it. It's a natural, dumb, natural, stupid, but natural uh, assumption that, oh, well, they got this wrong, therefore we can't really trust it, when really that's just how science is, right? I don't think it's dumb and stupid. What, science? No, the feeling of frustration or, like, confusion that science can't solve something. Oh, no, it definitely is. I feel like it's human. Yeah, well, uh, i.e. stupid. And I feel like it's, uh, well, then then you're calling me stupid. I'm kidding. No, and it's okay. You can feel that way, but... Look, dummy, let me tell you how this is going to go. No, of course, look, you can, but see, you you have a sophisticated understanding of the limitations of science, right? You can be frustrated by the limitations of science, but that doesn't cause you to go, well, science is bullshit. No, it doesn't cause me to say to to anyone what I've experienced with the limitations of of Western medicine. Right, does not make me say, well, that when I get sick, right. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go to someone and say, let me smell something on a cotton ball. Right, and then maybe I'll get better. Right, like way, I'm not gonna. It's not like um, you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of um that movie, <laughs> and I don't know how real, realistic it was, but the movie about Andy Kaufman. Went man in the moon. Yeah. And he goes, somehow he heard about some guy who was able to cure people of cancer. And he goes to like, it's in South America. Yeah. And and he sees, he can see the trickery. Right. With the guts, yeah, get, yeah. like pulling chicken right, right, right. chicken livers or whatever yeah, out yeah, of yeah, his yeah. gut. Yeah. 
and he sees it sees and he still the lays wire. there and goes through it. But he knows that at that point he sees it. He's laying there and he looks at it and he goes, I know that this is right. chicanery. And, right. Um, Ooh, chicanery. Oh, that's right. That's right. And yet he goes through it because you get to a point in that disease right. where you are just like, I'll do anything. I, yeah. I, I, because Maybe I think it'll the, work. And that's what, and I think that, that is, I think that's a great point that desperation tends to uh, encourage magical thinking. All right. So we're taking a little bit of a sad turn. This is meant to be a humorous podcast. Wow. And we have taken a little Wait. bit of a dip into the morose. Way to bring us down, Christina. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. I mean, my God. How sad am I? All right. So do you think it's on science's... I mean, is it on science or scientists or the scientific community? And I think Neil deGrasse Tyson does really a lot of good in this area because he makes himself very accessible and he's very funny um, and personable. But do you feel like science is beholden to the community to prove itself? Well, that's a complicated question, but here's how I'm going to put it. Mm-hmm. No, is the, is the glib answer. Mm-hmm. Because honestly... The public can't understand the proof. What I do believe the scientific community has the responsibility to do mm-hmm. is to try to make it somewhat accessible. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like these people are going, science isn't accessible, so we need to we need to like find truth that is escaping the scientists. Right. Plus, they want to believe what they want to believe. And science has an inconvenient uh, tendency to uh, obviate your beliefs. Right. If you don't, if you believe X and mm-hmm. science is like, well, X is not supported by the evidence. In fact, uh, the opposite of X is supported by science. Then you have to change your worldview. Right. People hate that. Yeah. They hate changing their worldview. I think they s- express it exactly like that. They're like, oh, I have to change my worldview. Not this boy. Well, you see this in public politics all the time. Of course. So I said publics. You see this. You in do public, see it in publics all the time. You do see it all in publics all the They're time. Like, but oh, in politics, you see that all the time. What? I'm not up at the deli counter yet. Oh, the I don't fucking deli that. at Publix. God damn the deli at Publix. I'm sorry, everybody that lives in the southeast where Publix is, y'all know that I am telling. I'm speaking full truth right now. God damn the Publix deli. The goddamn Publix Deli. It's very popular. I mean, the people love the subs. The pub subs are amazing. Right. Waiting in line to get your lunch meat. Less amazing. Holy shit. I'm just not even going there. By that the way, should be a full podcast. I could just go off. It could be like a just full be, on run. That's going to be one of our premium uh, content episodes where it's just like Christina ranting Christina for 30, rants. Rants that would for be 30 a- minutes about Publix. Or Ulta or somebody, something else that's annoying. Well, not Ulta. I like Ulta. (laughs) Yeah, big shock. But I like, what are you talking about? Am I vain? Are you saying that I'm vain about my appearance? You're just well kept. Oh, but I absolutely fucking hate Publix and I could rant for half an hour. There are things I could rant about for half an hour about lots of things. I have no doubt. Super could do that. All right. So let, let move on to a new subject. And that subject is Wegman's deli. <laughs> no, we're not talking about oh, groceries okay, right now. I miss, I miss. Let's talk tools. about how essential oils are beneficial to people's lives 
beyond just the curative or palliative things. And I want to, for some of them, just throw this out there. Money. Oh, yeah. Make money on them. Sure. So um, one of the major focuses of this episode was this motherfucking pyramid scheme. Two of them. Two of them, right? Of selling essential oils. But really, what you're doing is you're recruiting other people to sell these oils for you because that's where you make the real money, just like any multi-level marketing scheme. With the doTERRA business, I have definitely been very blessed. I have reached the rank of Diamond with doTERRA. So Diamond is one of the top ranks. My paychecks now are over $20,000 every single month. I became a six-figure income with doTERRA. The larger someone's team is, the more lives you've touched. That's where the paycheck really starts to grow. My doTERRA team is over 16,000 people right now. I love that I can support all of those people. Let me just say this right now. Ladies, you've got to stay away from these MLMs. I don't know how they are pulling you guys in. but well, I do. But you can't, I mean, you're, you're not going to get rich. I feel like my story needs to be told because people don't talk about it because they're afraid. When I decided to do this business, I was a stay-at-home mom. They're like, you can work around your schedule of your kids, and it's easy. All you have to do is talk about the oils, and people will buy. It's the dream job for stay-at-home moms. You know, I ended up spending a few thousand dollars. It seemed like a good business opportunity, and it wasn't. There's a statistic, and it's it's in this documentary. Like ninety four to ninety six percent don't of the make people a goddamn nickel. Make nothing. Like literally, they make a money. dollar a year. Yeah. And 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 that's because they keep have keep having to spend money. Well, here's the thing. A lot of these essential oil MLM groups, and the two that are mentioned in this documentary are DoTerra and Young Living. Fuck. And. Yes, fuck yeah. both of them because they're MLMs. And yeah. girl, do not even come at me with your MLM request. Like, I do not want your skincare. Oh, no. I don't want your fucking leggings. I'll drop you. So let's bring up, first of all, um, this girl who had her brain tumor and then had the operation they couldn't get it all, which is common with brain tumors, as I found out a year and a half ago. Not for myself, but for someone else. And then they said, mm, there's not much else we can do. We can do chemotherapy is not ideal. Radiation on your brain stem, not ideal. Let's just sit tight. A family friend heard about my story. He said, you know, are you open to natural solutions? I took frankincense and clove oils, which have anti-cancer, antioxidant properties. And then also oils like oregano or tea tree help fight viruses and bacteria. Every couple of hours, I was taking some form of essential oil internally or topically. I never did chemotherapy. I never did radiation. And ever since that day, I've continued to use oils. And then all of a sudden, a family friend stepped in and said, 
let's do some aromatherapy and some essential oils. And she claims that her brain tumor, the rest of whatever was left, was cured by essential oils. And now she is a diamond plus selling person in the doTERRA organization. I think there's a very important term that everyone needs to be aware of when listening to this part of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And that term is allegedly. Exactly. You know 100% she is lying that she had her brain cancer cured by aromatherapy. No, do I have any proof of that? No. But do I know it for a rock solid fact? Yes. No. I'll brook no argument. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm just saying she may believe it. Well, I don't care. No, she doesn't. It's first of all, it's a convenient fiction for that her she uses to, to sell, sell to her aromatherapy. And she does. 100% in the class. If I cause... come to you and I say, Christina, you will not believe this. I had a Legionnaire's disease. Which, by the way, is which, by Legionnaire's way I, disease. I 100% do not know what the symptoms <laughs> of that are. I'm super going to Google that right now. I can tell you that not only did this pomegranate juice cure me, but now I'm selling this pomegranate juice. So, you're a friend of mine. You don't want Legionnaire's disease, do you? It's a type of pneumonia. Right. That's exactly what so I'm saying. So 100% zero therefore, percent chance do I want Legionnaire's disease. Take inspiration from my story and then give me money in exchange for this pomegranate well, juice. I'm sorry. Can you mix some vodka into oh. the pomegranate juice? Because, Why not? I mean, that would make it much more palatable. Sure. And I feel like antiseptic. So uh, now we know that pomtinis <laughs> are a cure for Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> You're it's like mixology oh, allegedly is, is also <laughs> yeah. a curative. Yeah. God, give me a fucking break. All right. So you people. All right. So we got this girl. She's got the brain cancer. She got cured. She allegedly. And now she's like a huge seller and she's got like a massive network. So yeah. whatever. And there are just certain people who are able to suck in enough gullible people that they're going to be successful in these MLMs. Oh, speaking of gullible people, we have her on video talking to one of her downstream people. And it is this pathetic phone call where this poor woman is going. I have been working really hard and um, 15 enrollments because it's just me. I'm like, I am just not capable of doing 14 enrollments a month yet. Maybe eventually, but I am just not there yet. I just can't get people enrolled, but I know I will. It's just a matter right. of time. So we have her, but then we have, and here it goes, everyone. This is going to be, this section is going to be so long and so detailed and so fucking draggy. It's, it, I don't even know what to tell you. Just buckle the fuck up because here we freaking go. These bitches. Who right. am I talking about? The Z's. The Z's, yes. The Z's. These bitches. I don't even know where to begin with these assholes. Well, describe them for us. Um, she is a former yeah. beauty queen, and she has been a contestant in the Miss Americas. All right, here we are in the kitchen with Mama Z. Yes. 
we're gonna talk all about the essential oil supplies and everything that you need in order to make your own products. I competed from the time I was 17 to 24 in the Miss America competition. I just, I loved it. I loved the development. I loved what it did for my career. One thing I, I didn't expect was that um, all that speaking I was doing, I didn't know it was also preparing me for what I would do with my husband. All right, so so let's talk about Dr. Z. Let's go into okay. detail. Dr. Z, so first of all, these guys come across as definitely members of some kind of religious cult, right? Well, it's a religious cult starring him. Yeah, but as I a mean, leader, and he says, I actually consider Natural Living Family a for-profit ministry. But they're exactly what you'd expect from a cult. Pretty little kids, probably pretty not. Pretty wife. Yeah, not 30 IQ points between the lot of them, but <laughs> whatever. No, I mean, oh, I, and that's, that's a joke fair. because they are definitely obviously smart because they've Somebody they've there is smart because they thousands have, of people into buying into their bullshit. Because he has amassed a seven-figure fortune. Yeah. Whereas mine is approaching four figures. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I could definitely buy any video game system I want. So Sky's he, the limit. All right. So he, she's terrible because I feel like she is hideously fake with all of the makeup yeah. and all of the false you know eyelashes. What she is? And, I, and I joke and I called her the Carol Baskin of essential oils, mm -hmm. but I already used the Carol Baskin joke on the the flat earth chick. Yes. You know what she really is? It. You know what she really is? What the is Tammy Faye Baker of essential oil? <laughs> yes, she is. That's even better. Thank you. That's the best. The Very Tammy, good at the analogies. The Tammy Faye Baker of essential oils. Mark said it. I'm repeating yeah. it. Let's continue on Dr. Z because he is the one that gets dangerous. Right. So, he Dr. Z promising things. and Lady Z or whatever the no, fuck her name is. Mama Z. Yeah, whatever. That, they are running oh my God. essential oil slash evangelical slash spiritual bullshit cult of personality empire. All right? right. So they don't actually sell oil. No, they don't. What the Food and Drug Administration has done in the United States has made it illegal, actually illegal to make any sort of medical claims associated with essential oils if you're selling an essential oil. And so that's one reason why we don't sell essential oils. So the thing about disease that really bothers me is that they are actually dangerous. They're not only obnoxious and I hate them just because they're smug and assholes, they are actually literally dangerous. I'm going to uh, refer to them henceforth as disease. <laughs> disease? <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> That's excellent. Okay, because here's why they're disease are bad. They're they're terrible, and 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 here's why: because he is making all kinds of claims that essential oils can cure cancer. And they're like, I stumbled, I stumbled. I heard that how many times? I've stumbled upon your stuff. No, you didn't stumble. God directed you to my stuff. God knew what you needed, and He showed you. Ready? And many people ask, can essential oils cure cancer? I'll get crucified for this. I've seen documentation. I've seen the reports. They had cancer. They use essential oils. Now they don't have cancer. How am I going to say that's not possible? Right. So he doesn't really make the claims out loud, but he does them in a very thinly veiled and laughably disguised way. Right? Like, 
hey, the FDA won't let us say that this cures cancer, but... But I have plenty of anecdotal evidence that it cures cancer. I mean, there's no testing, there's no nothing. Stories, you know, people are led to him. And that's the other thing. It's all wrapped up in God and everything else. and, and, And people are led to them and... Um, stumble upon them and then they say well I started using your essential oils ideas and not the ones that they sell because they won't sell them right because the as as we just heard the FDA won't allow people who sell oils to make claims about disease or the curative effects get it disease 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 Uh, by the way I guarantee you God has nothing whatever to do with tea tree oil (laughs) In fact, he's probably well, he, embarrassing he, that you can even create it. From... He did make the tea tree. Did he, though? Potentially. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's a different podcast. Um, just to kind of wrap up with disease, the thing that drove disease. me... Disease. The thing that literally drove me over the edge, and I I, <laughs> I, I stood up out of my bed because I was laying in was bed it, watching the Was it me complaining about doing sound checks? No, but that that came close, and yeah. I need another cocktail in a minute to just like get through the next episode. But right. but like we, I'm I was laying there in bed watching this documentary the very first time. I was prepared by the second time, but I was watching it for the first time, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, oh god, this is bizarre, but okay. And he's obnoxious. The whole family's obnoxious, and I want to punch them in their orthodontia. And all of this, all of the sudden. They go to church. Of course they do. Which, of course, they do. And I have no problem with that. Like, lift up the Lord and do your thing. That's fine fine with me. I think the Lord is very heavy. I don't think you can lift up the Lord. Or he's infinitely light. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, think, I, don't know. I feel like the Lord is supposed to lift you up. But maybe they do like a trust fall thing for the Lord. I don't know. Like, Lord, we got your back. We Get up on that you. ladder and just fall backwards, bro. We, we have got you. Have all of our arms. Please to catch tell you. me you do not weigh infinite pounds, though, because <laughs> we're definitely not that strong. You know, but we never go to the gym. Okay? They, they're here. The whole fam. Everybody's there. Camera pans to that fucking bitch, Mama Z. Yeah. What she got on? A tiara. Her tiara. And a sash? Uh, her sash. Yeah. Her pageant sash, Mrs. America, Georgia, or whatever she whatever is. Whatever she is. And, and... Miss American Coffee Cake 2018. Mrs. American she... Sweet Potato Pie. Yeah. With her fucking tiara. And I just right. sat there and I looked at her and I'm like, I've never, I've never, I mean, this is one of those huge congregational affairs where every it's non-denominational and everything church. else everybody's singing there's lasers and, oh my god yeah of course because lasers make everything better fog machine and Honestly, and we should get lasers <laughs> well we have the disco we light do have the disco i mean light. we really haven't had that on lately when we've been recording yeah, what's going on a big mistake so anyway um sh- so she's got this tiara on and all i could think of was like the coffee hour and i was like dude you know that the ladies in that congregation, number one, are looking and then they're going, oh my God, that's super cool. There's cameras following them around. Let's like go up and right. say, hey. Right. And then also they're in text later, they're group text and they're like, that bitch with the tiara. Yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. tiara. She's just an awful person. They're just yeah. awful, awful, awful. But here's, here's the question that I want to ask you. And we've asked this the last couple of episodes is where, where does this fit into the war on science so this is 
the most kind of sneaky and per- pernicious attack on science, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are some slight possible, probably placebo, but who knows, scientific applications for some of this crap, right? Well, there are. and, and- But... But well, hang on, hang on one second. Let me just interrupt you, no. because there there is there is a science, and we we did say that we were going to talk about some of the science. There is some science that that actually holds up well, in in all okay. of this. So there's science that says there may be some benefit. There's no science that says right. This is a cure for what ails you. Okay. There, well, it's not a cure for something like a disease. It's not a cure for cancer. There is no evidence. There's some tests on cells, and there are some tests on rats that suggest that certain certain essential oils may have some kind of impact. Right, but it, there's it, it there's not an, enough studies that have been replicated, et cetera. I don't think in humans. No, but there is that, there well, is right. there is a there is a test that they've done with lavender. They've done three or four good quality human experiments. For example, lavender oil. They did a clinical trial. They had one group of people taking the lavender preparation and another group taking the drug called lorazepam for anxiety. Both groups reduced their anxiety equally. So lavender oil is as good as lorazepam. So what that tells me is... Maybe lorazepam is a scam. <laughs> or like maybe lavender works. See, that's so your... interesting that you would rather believe that lorazepam is... Oh, not at all. It has nothing to do with what I'd rather believe. I'm just pointing that out as one of the possible conclusions. <laughs> well, anyway, the scientist in the, in the documentary says, look, you know, this shows that lorazepam and lavender are, are equally, equally bullshit are, or <laughs> equally bullshit but equally effective in reducing people's anxiety which harkens back to the initial nurse who we heard from in the beginning who said hey you know like you know this is do? helping people's you know lower what? their anxiety you know and relax them. instead of being a successful podcaster i'm going to win the nobel prize <laughs> by proving that participating in a double blind study reduces uh, anxiety. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, but so 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 if anti-vaxxers are kind of very dangerous, super dangerous because and super unscientific, and flat earthers are the most unscientific, but probably the most harmless and the funniest. Math Powerland, best right. names, right? Hundred percent, exactly. Flat earthers are down here. Anti-vax is up here, and Nobody where does where do essential oils fit in? In the middle. Essential oils are probably the, and it pains me to say this, the the closest to approaching any sort of small smattering of science. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're the least unscientific of the three. Which just hey, essential oil people. That's not saying much. Don't start. <laughs> don't start high fiving. Okay, you guys are still pretty idiotic. So, uh, but also, uh, oh, I would say the second most dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. Because it is possible that these people who have all these natural, uh, you know, treatments and they want essential oils and vapors and all this thing, and they try to use that to treat mm-hmm. serious diseases at, in. Re- placement of actual medicine right Mm -hmm. uh looking at you steve jobs right um 
those people are, they're dangerous. They're not as dangerous as anti-vaxxers because I think most of them are just trying to chill out and smell some lavender, right? But there are some who take it to that point where they try to convince people that it's a good cancer treatment. It, narrator, it is not. Okay? <laughs> it's, it's never <laughs> been a good cancer treatment. narrator knows. This has never been a good cancer treatment. No, it cancer is not treatment. a good cancer treatment. It is not going to cure your Legionnaire's disease <laughs> or your meningitis. Wow. Right. Your, or yeah. Your, I mean, no dropsy. one wants like an yeah. extreme form of pneumonia. Right. Exactly. Definitely not. Right on. All right. So, so, so they're the, in the middle on danger of the three. They're at the top on science, which, again, stop high-fiving each other. You're still very unscientific mm-hmm. and very wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, that's where they are. All right. One last question. Really? Um, yeah, and then we're gonna then we're gonna close this out. Uh, close this out. Um, where is there a conspiracy involved in any of this? I don't think so. No, I mean not conspiracy. There is dishonesty, certainly subterfuge, uh, scamming, right? But not really a conspiracy. Now, again, like all these other anti-scientific doofuses, mm-hmm. they're going to allege. That mainstream medicine or whatever they call it, big pharma and all these people are are involved in a conspiracy, right? They'll mm-hmm. allege that, oh, well, if it wasn't for, you know, the darn scientists and stuff, you would under you would hear more about essential oils and how beneficial they are. But they themselves, they're not involved in significant conspiracies. Right. And I don't think they require a huge amount of conspiracy to make their argument. Because as much as it rankles me, some mainstream medicine has allowed this bullshit to uh, become part of their normal therapies. And it might not be bullshit. I I mean, in the sense that it causes people to feel relaxed and feel comfortable, that's not a bullshit. Their placebos are among the best. What was that I heard someone say? And I believe that it was actually Mike, who is going to be one of our guests uh, coming up. If... Alternative medicine works. It's medicine. It's medicine. He did say that. Right. Very wise man. Yeah, I mean, that's so fair enough, right? Like, in some respects, I think that there's, yeah, it may be against a scientific norm, but I don't know. It seems like something might be working. New science is always against a scientific norm, right? A new discovery is always, quote unquote, against the norm. Mm -hmm. But the difference is scientific discoveries are scientifically conducted these some of these essential oils who knows maybe some of them will be shown to be effective treatments for whatever goiter splat or whatever you can get (laughs) but you always make it so extreme just say like depression or anxiety yeah okay because in the end or goiter splat in the end the the way that that the really the the, the episode ends is back with Michelle right. and Sarah, right? And, and the they're family. the best people in this whole thing. And they are, and they found success. She came away from it saying, "The first night we followed the protocol and we um, used Sarah's sleep blend with her diffuser. It was successful. Since we started about three months ago, for Sarah, the diffuser has been working really well for sleep." She's getting good, long, restful sleep, and I think not waking up as much during the night. Having the essential oils is really, I guess, empowering is a good word for it. 
she's sleeping better. Yeah. So, so. And bless her, right? Right. Good for them. I'm glad it works. And again, I think it has more to do with the fact that Sarah is very uh, odor and scent sensitive. Mm-hmm. And that's why this may be working for her. And she just found one that relaxes her, right? Or she likes. Yeah. But good. Whatever. I mean, I don't care. Like I said, I don't care if, you know, uh, reading her, her Zodiac is, you know, helps her. I'll accept it because that lady deserves some relief. She deserves some peace. So, all right. Well, that's the end of this episode. And um, I enjoyed having this conversation with you. And I know that you hated watching the documentary, but I really enjoyed seeing the documentary and thinking things through and then having the conversation with you. Well, you know, it wasn't as, you know, I mean, when it comes to watching the documentary, it was really kind of more of a point where you forced me to do it. (laughs) And if I didn't do it, you would quit the podcast. So I never said that. Here I am. But it wouldn't have been a very good podcast because I would have had a point of reference and you would have had none. Uh, maybe there so, would have just been more jokes. Oh, boy. Probably. All right. So let's talk about social media. Okay, you guys, thank you very much for Social media here. is slightly more dangerous than essential oils. No, we're going to... That's oh, another episode. less scientific I, than flat earth. Our social media, we have a Facebook page. Oh, that's right. X temporaneous x t m p o r a n e o u s bing oh no you're correct that's right that is correct you don't have to sit down (laughs) (laughs) and then we have let mark do his joke please do the insta all right so you guys (laughs) fellow kids we yeah fellow kids we (laughs) have a gram (laughs) and it is extempore at extemporaneous pod and you know i'm gonna spell it for you it's x t e m p Oranius pod. Excellent, excellent. And um, we still that we've been hoping and praying for our webpage to get done. Right now, there's a shirtless <laughs> photo of should. Mark when he was forty. May, yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should uh, stop praying and just like threaten to quit again. Or I'll, I'll just I'll end do up that. doing it myself. Also, so that's not run up and running yet. But if you have any suggestions or any thoughts or comments, please email us. We are at, uh, let's see, extemporaneouspod. And of course it starts with an X. So follow the, the usual pattern at gmail.com. Anyway, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And we would like to give a formal shout out to Mark's brother, Tom, who you will listen as you as we're doing all of this. His song that he composed for us is playing underneath our outro. So thank you very much, Tom Snedeker. Way to go. God, Mark, God. What? Just pep it up a little. Come on, be friendly, be nice. He is the Tonto to my Lone Ranger. Oh, there you go. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Bye. We really appreciate you coming back and listening to us each week. Wow. If you have any sex, suggest. If you have any sex. Do you have any sex? Suggest it to us. Please email me about it because. Tell Christina all about it. Oh my God, I'd love to live vicariously (laughs) through you. No, him. If you have any suggestions. About sex. No. Well, you're the one that Dr. Z was getting going. Oh my God, that was such an embarrassing. Wow. I don't believe that. I think it's going to look like I want it to look like. It's going to go. You're going to sit in H.G. Wells' machine, and all of a sudden, shit's going to start spinning, and then whap, you're in the 17th century. Whap? Oh, well. Maybe whap. I don't know. (laughs) Depends on where you land. (laughs) 